Hi there and welcome to the latest edition of the GSNet Weekly Podcast, the Independent Rangers Podcast, which is brought to you by fans for fans and where the content is free. It is a preview uh, episode of the show tonight, guys. We're looking at tomorrow's game against Livingston at the Tony Macaroni Stadium. Uh, as I say every week, it's not just the pod we do here at GSNet. If you get yourself onto the website, uh, you'll, you'll see there's, the forums are there, you'll get articles. Frankie's put a match preview for tomorrow's game on there today. Uh, there's a history archive on the website as well so get yourself on there as you can uh, as always we would ask you to promote the pod and subscribe to the YouTube channel if you haven't done so already before we get started and introduce my guest I need to mention uh, Forest Precision Engineering who are new sponsors for this season uh, they're a subcontract Glasgow based engineering company uh, and have been a big commercial support of Rangers for a number of years and uh, you can visit the, the, they have a lounge uh, at Ibrox a, a stunning new hospitality area I've seen photos of it uh, it's in the main stand for information on how to book that uh, get in contact with the club via hospitality at jersnet.co.uk uh, so now to, to bring in my guest uh, it's Gary Valentine uh, and I don't know what I've done on my screen but I can't see him there, there he's here hi there he is how are you doing Gary? I'm not bad to be here Ah, not bad. A bit rushed. I didn't finish work till uh, seven o'clock, so uh, dinner, dog, all that stuff, you know. Uh, so I a bit rushed, but uh, ready to go now. Uh, do you feel ready for the new season? It just it seems to have uh, creeped up. I, I don't know. It's been it's been felt quite a long time to be honest. But I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I think we've had a good pre-season. I think we've had made some good signings. So. Yeah, I'm quite excited. I don't know. Maybe I'm still emotionally scared for the end of last well, the Europa League final anyway. I don't know, but it just seems to. It doesn't seem that long ago. I was sitting on a beach. Let's put it that way, and all of a sudden we're uh, we're, we're right back in yeah. But we're we are we're right back into it. Uh, the game tomorrow. It's as I said. It's at the Tony Macaroni Stadium, the most ridiculously named stadium uh, certainly in Scotland. I would say. Uh, kick off twelve pm. Uh, it's live on Sky Sports. So I'm having a wee look at the the odds today. Levy are 15 to two uh, with Ladbrokes. Rangers 17 to five, uh, and you'll get 25 for the draw if that's your thing. Uh, if you like a bit of a gamble, uh, I was having a wee look, uh, Gary. Before we were going to have a wee sort of discussion about Levy, I was having a wee look, uh, trying to find out like their signings and stuff like that. So, like I know that I know that you can find anything on the internet, but honestly God, try to find any news about uh, comings and goings for, for Livy this season. Uh, it was pretty hard going, but I did find they have brought in a number of players, not no transfer fees involved, and I didn't recognise any of them at all, I have to say. Uh, they finished seventh last season, uh, bizarrely eight points ahead of sixth place <laughs> Ross County uh, because of the split. Uh, so uh, David Martindale, I, I saw an interview him today. You know he was he was very very confident or, or talking very confidently about finishing in the top six. Uh, so you know they are a club. You know it, it done well with them a couple of seasons ago. They, they got that sixth place. They've already played three or four games this season in the in the league cup. Uh, so you know they're, they're they're four games into their season, whereas we, we're coming into this brand new that pitch that we always talk about. The, the Martindale effect, the fact that they are quite a, a tricky club and an awkward opposition. It, it could be an interesting day tomorrow. Yes, it's probably one of our bogey grounds there in the last couple of years, I would say. But the, the th- thing with Martindale is you know what we're going to get. You're saying there's made loads of changes in their their, uh, their squad, but it'll be the, the same kind of players, same kind of setup. They'll play the pitch uh, against us as well and can... We've got players there now that have been there for quite a while that will know what to expect and hopefully they can tell the new 
players that as well. I mean, given some, you know, the new signings that are coming in, is that, is that a worry then? You know, I mean, I, I think it's somebody like, you know, Cholak, for example, I think they can say for, for certainty that he'll start tomorrow. As you say, there are players there, your Tavs, your Goldsons, your Ryan Jacks, the ones that have been there for a while, who have coped with it not too bad recently. I would, but when Gerard initially started, we, we found that a tough place to go. Do you look at the ones coming in and think, they, they could be in for a shock tomorrow when they turn up at this ground quite possibly but I think uh, Kolak was a creation I think he would have been used to kind of smaller grounds probably artificial turfs as well as he was coming through so I think, yeah I think they'll, they'll be fine it's the end of the day if Rangers want to win prizes win the league they need to beat these teams and in, in terms of uh, I mean the only sort of player I'm, that always stands out for me when we play Livingston is, is Bruce Anderson you know I think he was at Aberdeen as a boy still fairly young 23 he seems to be, I mean, I, I can't comment on the new guys coming in. As I said, I had a look at their names today. I didn't really recognise any of them. Uh, but he seems to be the, the, the sort of the main man uh, at Livy. I've no idea. But it's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's good that you've went through that kind of stuff. Um, I, I remember Bruce Anderson coming on as a, as a younger kid at Aberdeen and they were saying he was quite highly rated at the time. But as I say, if, if we're going to worry about Livingston, I think we're... We're not starting the way we should be. We should just get it in. We've got guys there that's weeks away for a European final. We shouldn't be worrying about guys like Bruce Anderson. Okay, Rock. That's, uh, that's, 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 sorry to be too confident. Or, <laughs> or, or talk <laughs> the last of us, I think. Gio's presser today. So we'll, we'll, we'll straight into what Gio was saying today. Squad update. So surprise, surprise. Came a roof still out. You know, I don't think any is a surprise by that. Did, and, did it, he was it, at Skids recently. In Falkirk. Was he? Yeah, there was pictures of him. Yeah, he was getting his car all done up, his big people carrier thing. Mm. So he must be staying because he got it all done up. He got it all done up. There you go. Uh, Lowry's back in training uh, with the B team. Uh, Rabbi Matondo won't make tomorrow. He'll join the group on Sunday uh, for, uh, preparing for Tuesday's game. Uh, Red, Red Vans, he'll, he'll, he'll not join the squad until Sunday as well. Hollander as well, you know, no real update on him it looks like he, he's still some time away which I think so, was quite worrying that he, that he didn't really give much of a time frame on Highlander yeah I mean focusing on Highlander and, and Ruth actually you know I mean I, I think we've had this discussion with Ruth before you know I don't think there's any doubt I genuinely think there's an argument to say that he's the best striker not just at the club but actually in the league you know I, I think it's Thirty-four goals and like seventy-two games or something like that, you know. And even although he only came on for a very few minutes in the, at the tail end of the Europa League final, he made such a difference and he was instrumental in setting up that chance for Kent. You know, and you kind of looked at it and thought, if only, even if he'd got forty-five minutes out in that final, I think it could have been so so different because I think the the lack of a, a natural striker killed us. But there's no denying that his his lack of fitness is becoming a real issue now. Yeah, definitely. I think um, it's, I don't know what to call them deadwood, but if they're not contributing and we're paying them big money, then we need to kind of move them on. I, I, I always kind of see, especially in Roof, if he wasn't injury prone, he wouldn't be at Rangers. We've maybe taken a gamble on him. We could argue it worked because we won the league that season where he did contribute quite a bit. Mm-hmm. But for the, the money we paid, the wages he's, he's getting, um, I don't think he's, he's doing enough or he's not played enough. Certainly, uh, going into the UEFA Cup final, if you're missing 
your, your main striker, you're hoping your second main striker has got to be there, and he wasn't either. He wasn't, yeah. Uh, Hollander as well, you know, I mean, I like Hollander, and again, I, th- I think, you know, when I, when I look at that season, when we, when we won the title and we defended so well, I think we can see 13 goals in the entire season or something. I always looked at that Hollander Goldson partnership as the best partnership out of all the central defenders. You know, I think I think Hollander's positioning okay. He's not the quickest. I, I, I get that. He's not quick. You know, you don't you don't want a striker in that's got a bit of pace running in behind him. But a bit like Davy Weir, he he mitigates that with his positioning and, and knows where to be and reads the game very well. But I mean, last season was was pretty bad, and that, that was at St Johnson. Got, got the injury, and it was. It looked really innocuous, you know. It didn't look that. It didn't bad like he jump up for a header or something. Oh, anyway. it was, it was it down just, and just, just uh, I mean, the fact that he went off, I was a bit didn't know why he should have went off for that. And then he, the fact that we've not seen him since. Uh, and again, I, I, I think he's maybe further down the line and, and than, than Roof is in terms of coming to a crunch point. But you are starting to look at Alanda now, and, and you look at some of the signings that have came in in that area through the summer, and you're thinking. It's it's going to be quite difficult from them from here on in, I think. Yeah, I think so. Even the, the fee that we paid for him, um, Swedish international as well, you'd think before, even uh, with like Bassi and that filling in last season, on paper, him and Goldson were our two best centre-halves probably. But now we've paid big money for uh, Davies, so I'd expect that he'll play. Excuse me. Um, you think he'll play most games for that kind of money? Goldson is a mainstay and it has been for the last four years. So I really struggle to see where um, Hellander comes in now. And, and at the same time, I don't think we can carry another big player, if you know what I mean, as a, a backup. Yeah, so yeah. He, he might need to move on as well. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it'll happen. The now, obviously, because he's he's, he's injury. But yeah, I, I do. I think with both Ruth and Hellander, we're reaching crunch point. More so with Ruth. It, it just... It seems to be you get two games out of him and then he's five or six. I think the games you get out of him is starting to go down. Yeah. And the, 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 thing and, that frustrates, the gap between is, is, is getting bigger. The kind of thing that frustrates me, I'm calling, is he's always like coming back for an injury. So he's always trying to get match sharpness. And by the time he gets the match sharpness, he's injured again. Yeah. Because there's a spell towards the, maybe the, the last third of the season we won the league. He seemed to get a run of games and it was phenomenal. Yeah. I remember the four one game against Celtic, it was absolutely superb. Two cracking goals he, he took, random ragged. So that shows you what you can get. We've seen it in Europe as well previously, but he needs to get the run of games to then get to that form and he's just everything yeah. he's close, he's back to square one. I, I, I don't want to, you know, you know, talk the guy down or anything, but do you sometimes think that it's maybe in his mind a little bit? You know, I mean, I, I, I always, I always, I always think that's because players that break down so often. I mean, maybe I'm totally wrong. I mean, I, I, I'm obviously I don't know his, his medical background. I don't, I don't know how his body reacts to stuff. But I always look at this based on just like me and all my mates playing fives on a Wednesday night. You know, what I mean, no one is in and out the way he's got. And I get that they're, they're, they're more finely tuned and they're fitter. But guys at their level just just play on. You know, what I mean, and I do sometimes wonder if some of it's psychological with players that are. Are in and out, you know, if they just feel a, a slight twinge, they're just not prepared to take this. See, I've, when you're saying that about fives, that was actually an example I was thinking as well. That there's guys I've played with that have maybe done their ligaments and they said, I'll, I'll come back, I'll try and play again, and then they'll take another wee knock 
and then you didn't see them for a few months. Right, I'm coming back to play again, yeah. and it's the same kind of thing. And it's, it's uh, so you don't know if it's if it is just once you get that injury, it just really doesn't go away, no matter how yeah. much science they throw at you or whatever. It's good sports science, but it says up. Touch with. I hope he comes back and proves me wrong. I've, I always say that about Rangers. Any negative, I say. I hope, hope I'm here to be proven wrong. But uh, uh, the the signs are not there. They're no good. Yeah, no. Certainly, I would, I would agree with that. Uh, Gio's asked today about about his squad. You know, I mean, this is his first pre-season at the club. You know, he came sort of mid-season in November, so this is the first pre-season where he's been able to sort of get the players in and get his. His ideas and all that on it. Fair enough, he's, I think we all noticed a little bit of a change in how Rangers played when, when Gio arrived, but I was reading a good piece in the Athletic uh, a couple of days ago there with, with, Jordan, uh, with, with Jordan Campbell, sorry, and he was sort of suggesting that uh, it was very sort of hand mouth last season. You know, there was no real time because the games were coming so thick and fast. It was just play, train, prepare, recover, play, all that kind of thing. No real time he actually sat down and, and, and sort of put his ideas across. You know? So it, it kind of feels like, you know, the pre-season has given him a chance to do that, you know. And again, I think John Campbell's emphasised that in one of his pieces that there has been more talk around this is what we're trying to do, this is how we want you to play. Uh, and he was asked today that if he felt his squad was stronger and better now than, than it was at the end of last season. I would. He said he, he felt it was. I would have to agree with him. I, I think when I when I look at the squad now, you know, obviously there's one or two to, to, to go. Uh, I, I noticed on Twitter just before we came on that Glenn Middleton's another one that he's left the club. He's joined Dundee United. You know, so so I accept that you know the, the players that I'm looking at at the moment. There'll be a few of them to go, but when when you look at each position, yeah, I'm thinking we are a lot stronger in every area than we were last season. Yeah, definitely. Like the, the first one that jumps out to me is that Matondo. Um, like probably since Daniel Candias, we've been crying out for a, a proper right-sided attacker. Tried so many players, yeah, Rebo included, who's, who's away. Um, we've now got, I've, 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 I've tried to find out who was in it, actually in and out. But um, so you've got Itton, didn't contribute. Aribo, he never had a set position. He was always a, a kind of utility man. And we've replaced that utility man with Lawrence, Tillman, Matondo, who are all international players have all capable of scoring goals um, Bassey is an absolute one-off for us the way he's went for basically zero to hero yeah. because he like he was a left back and he's just he was an absolute colossus for that last part of the season yeah. and really losing a, a left, even this year see if we'd kept him I would still want him to play left back so is losing a left back really that big an issue? I, I don't think so. Considering we've replaced him with another international footballer who, who seems quite highly rated as well. It's not like a, a key player in your team's your left back. Um, but the, the fee we got from, you just couldn't have turned that down. And then it says we've brought eight players in, seven of them are internationals, and we've made a hell of a profit when the guys that we have uh, yeah, moved out. Yeah. So to, to, to me, we've, we've, as I said, Bassey is uh, uh, a kind of freak at but we've replaced the players with better players, in my opinion. Or certainly, on paper, we have. Have you enjoyed the meltdown over the road about the fee that we got for Bassey? 
I was looking back and forth when I was on my holidays. They gave me a wee chuckle. <laughs> uh, guy, guy phoning up Clyde arguing with uh, the, 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 the guy, that, guy, that, that guy was the best. There's no doubt about it. You know what I mean? It's nuts, man. <laughs> it's good, though. That's oh, funny. It's hilarious. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, looking at the squad now, you know, and, and, and thinking about how Jay will set up tomorrow. So, the first position, which is the goalkeeper, you know, it's up for grabs in my opinion you know what I mean some people are saying he'll start with McGregor others uh, I think Frankie went with John McLaughlin today and he's, he's sort of preview and he's predicted uh, starting 11 although I did notice he amended it on Twitter when he found that Matondo was injured he had him and he's starting 11 don't think I didn't notice that Frankie he's in the background on production uh, he, he's swiftly deleted a tweet and put Scott Wright in he's starting 11 uh, but a goalkeeper who do you think he'll go with because Again, I don't want to come in ha- too too hard on, on McGregor, but you know, I was speaking on, on Sunday night show that there's definitely there was definitely signs last season that he you know his, his performance levels have, have dropped. Now, if he was maybe five or ten years younger, you could say it's maybe just been a one off, go with him again. But at the age he's at, you start to think, is it connected? You know, is it reflexes and all that are things starting to impact on his game? I think a lot of people were surprised when he got a year extension and some maybe even a wee bit more worried. How would, how would you view it tomorrow? Who do you think he'll start with? Do you think he'll, he'll go with McLaughlin or do you think he'll go with Alan McBain? I, I generally think it's a toss of a coin. Uh, it's, it's so close between them now. And see, everybody I've spoke to, they've gave valid reasons for both. Personally, I'd go with McGregor, but I totally understand why people are saying McLaughlin. I totally understand why people wouldn't go with McGregor. Doesn't he command his box enough? Has he ever commanded his box? It's a better shot stopper than McLaughlin. McLaughlin's better be his feet. It's as simple as that. So it's a toss of a coin. I really hope that Van Bronckers doesn't go with the, the Dutch way to pick a goalkeeper depending on what game we're playing. I've seen that before, picking and yeah. choosing. Because we'll play more football, so we'll play that goalkeeper. And, um, but yeah, I'd play, I'd play McGregor. I, I know people blame him for a few goals. He did do a couple of howlers last year, but he also saved us a good few games as well, especially in Europe. Yeah, he did. I mean, there was, there was there was a few cracking saves, but as you say, the cross ball thing, the command in the box, and you know, he, he had a lot of errors last year that, that cost us points. And as I say, I'm, I'm not trying to go in hard on the guy because you know, the guy's a Rangers legend after all. Yeah, I, mean, I totally agree with your points. I totally agree. Uh, but I, 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 I genuinely don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm at a loss in terms of who's going to go with tomorrow. I mean, <laughs> the, the way the Scottish Cup final ended, you kind of thought that was McGregor saying. Cheerio, uh, and there was all this talk that he was getting a coaching role and all the rest. Of it. So it was about. I, I was quite surprised that he got another year. I must admit. So I, I just don't know where he's going to go with us tomorrow. If you remember the Celtic game at uh, Hamden, I think it was noticeable the difference between McLaughlin being able to command these box a bit better, and I think that ultimately won us the game or, or kept us in the game when we were when we were getting beat. Um, at the end of the the game at the final. When McGregor was giving his interviews, it seemed like a goodbye. Everybody kind of thought that. But part of me thinks, is there maybe a goalkeeper that we've got our eye on, say maybe December, maybe next year, and it just says, oh, he's signed for another year until this guy's available. So maybe, I'm, I'm just thrown out there. Yeah. Because um, so I've heard uh, Ross Wilson before talking about planning two, three windows in advance. They're yeah. possibly doing something like that. Yeah. Because who has come in to play second fiddle to McLaughlin, for example, who's as good as McGregor. I don't think there's many. 
But in terms of the back four tomorrow, uh, Gary, you know, I, I, I think we can say that safely say that Tav will start, goals and all start. Are you sure? I thought that Polish guy would maybe start right back. <laughs> I would assume Bonner starting, given that the the young isn't arriving until Sunday. So it's just about sort of who's going to partner Connor Goldson. So I would I would say it's between uh, Davies and, and Simpson. Obviously, Cartage was also told today, or we were informed today that he's been told to find another club. So I, I don't think he would make an appearance tomorrow. I don't even think Simpson's training with the first team anymore from what I'm hearing. So it's, it would be, in my opinion, it would be between Davies and Suter. So who do you think? Um, I'm going with Suter. The t- team I put down was Suter. Um, but I think Sanders has got a chance. I think he, he impressed, uh, I think it was against Blackpool. I think he, he played really well on the left there, back four. The left centre back there, back four. Um, and again, I think uh, Van Bronckhurst likes him. I think maybe see a bit more of him this season. I think the games will be just a bit too early for Davies, but I think Suter will probably play. Right, so again, up front, I think it's, I think, you know, it pretty much picks itself. I think you're looking at Kent, Wright and uh, Cholak as, as, as the front three. So it comes down to that middle three now. So I, I would, I'm, I'm going with Lundstrom and Jack. And I, I think he might actually go where I feel tomorrow. I went with Lawrence and Jack and Lundstrom. But yeah, quite possibly. Quite possibly. As you said, it's, it's, it'll be a balancing act because guys need to get up to speed. But we've seen that. Lundstrom's a great example. Didn't take him all that time to get up to speed. Um, so you might just say, yeah, I feel you've been there. You've scored goals. Yeah, that's and, uh, Livingston. Again, Maybe start him, but it's, I say that's it's no the it's no the worst guy to come in if that's what he ends up doing. Yeah, see that that's my thinking on it. You know, it's such a you know because of the artificial pitch and the environment, and all that kind of thing. I, I do kind of wonder if he, in, in the middle of the park if he's going to go with guys that he knows know that ground and know how to play there. And all seems that to quite like Arfield as well. I think Arfield came into a bit of a game uh, after November last year, so he's obviously. That's because Scott Arfield's a player, mate. Oh, that's thing. Well, it's I like him. I like Scott Arfield. Great player. Like, this is aimed at Ross. This is totally aimed at Ross. Because <laughs> me and him just always have a go at one another about Arfield. He, he's, he's not a fan. Uh, but I, I, I think he's a great player. I really do. Uh, I and I'm glad, I'm, I'm glad he got another year. Uh, right, so starting 11. Oh, I, I, I never thought of Stephen Davis. Maybe he'll get a wee shout tomorrow. Uh, I've lost my place in the, the agenda here. So, Cholak. As we said there, you know, he's a certainty to start tomorrow given the injury situation with Morelos. We'll come on and speak about Morelos because there was a bit of positive news about him today. Even though he scored, he scored last week against Spurs, uh, he handed us a, a rational play last season, you know, in that Malmo game. I'm I'm quite looking forward to seeing him. You know what I mean? I didn't see much of him last week because we were out with the lads and things got a bit out of control uh, and we weren't really paying attention to the game. Uh, we were just too busy drinking. I'm really looking forward to seeing this guy because, as I said, he, he, he played well against us. He performed well in, in that Champions League game last season. Uh, he, he got the goal against Spurs last week. And he seemed keen. He came to Rangers. He seems like one of those guys that the minute you Rangers were interested, that's that's where he wanted to go. Uh, I don't know how you feel, but I've kind of got a good feeling about this guy and and, and I think he's going to score them on it. Yes, yeah, so they are. I'm glad he scored last week. I felt it was quite unlucky. The, was it Blackpool he got a goal disallowed? One of one of the games, it was, a, it was a really good finish, but it was offside. But it was a really good finish. So uh, obviously, when you sign a strike, you'd like to see him get off the mark. And the good thing is, he has played every game, so he's he'll be fit. He'll know the system. He'll know the players. And yeah, I'm, I'm very confident about him. See, they 
they played well last, last year and done us. So hopefully he can be a turn this year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, I'm really looking forward. I've not seen much in the, the, the preseason games at all. Uh, and as I said, I saw a wee bit of the Spurs game last week. And what I saw him, I, I thought he took his goal well. I might be wrong, I might be dreaming that. I thought he got a goal chopped off last week as well, but I'm not be dreaming that because, as I said, things were getting about your hand uh, on the drinking front. But yeah, I am. I'm, I'm, I, I think, you know, given the situation with Ruth, you know, the injury situation, you just can't count on him at all. You know, you, you get three games out of him, then he's out for five. I, I, I genuinely think we've been over-dependent on Morelos for, for a good number yeah. of years now and I, 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 it would be just nice to get someone in there that actually scores goals. I know we've had players like, as you said, Eaton and a, a couple of others in, but they've never really hit the, hit, hit the marks and, and hit the standards that are required in Rangers. And I'm looking at this, this guy thinking that he could be the one. And it, it, would be, it would be nice for Alfie. You know, I think the best thing for players is a bit of healthy competition. You know, I think it brings the best out of them. So it would be good for Alfie not to feel that, you know, he's pretty much the only striker at the club that's guaranteed to score X amount of goals and he's, 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 his place is certain. It would be good to see him get a challenge and, and, and hopefully bring more out of him. Because I think actually it suits Van Bronckhorst's system uh, maybe better than what Roof does as well. So I think that's a, a, a positive so that we're not over-reliant on Morelos, which we have been, other than... That year they won the league when Hadji was scoring, Roof was scoring, and we're getting goals for elsewhere in the park. So that's and the, the one thing is uh, to go off on a bit of a tangent is that towards the end of the season we were crying out for attacking players. Says we had to play Aribo, Scott Wright, and Ryan Kent, who didn't score a lot of goals either yeah. last year. That that was your front three for a European final, and now we've got Matondo, we've got Lawrence, we've got who else did I say? Tillman. Kolak, now we've got all these options and so Van Bronckers obviously seen that's where we're lacking and they've, they've made a good effort to try and strengthen that area and that's exactly what we're wanting and as you say the competition's for places will put everybody yeah. else on their toes and hopefully but, we'll get the, the fruits of that On Alfie uh, my, my mate was at the the Majors thing through the week the, the open training day and he, he messaged me quite early on saying Alfie's on the pitch training and he looks alright you know he looks fairly mobile and I kind of dismissed that and I was like I don't know, they say sort of September, October time. So it's maybe just, uh, you know, because it's the open training day, get up there, so he sees the fans, all that kind of thing. But he's been named in the European squad and the update today seemed to be fairly positive that uh, it, it could feature uh, in at least one of the games uh, against the Belgian team over the next week. If that is the case, you know, that's more positive news because I think we were all fearful for a bit there because Alfie was injured, because Ruth was injured that Cholak could be, you know, we're looking at him thinking, well, you're the only recognised striker at the club and if you get injured, we're, we're pretty humped again. Yeah, definitely. Look, I, I, I didn't think that Morelos was that close to fitness. That was another surprise for me. I, I didn't even know he was in the country, to be honest. So, uh, yeah, I see that. yeah, totally right. I said that during the week. If Cholak got injured, we're gubbed. Back to square one. But now, see, if, he's, if Morelos is nearly there, Roof's back training hopefully that's three strikers and they can rotate them so you're not running one striker into the ground all the time and you can bring the other ones back slowly and rotate them through gates yeah. certain games and, and that's, that's what we need to do you can't just especially football nowadays when it's can 60 games a season you can't just rely on the same player to, to do the same job all the time well that, that's, that, that probably was an issue last season for us you know what I mean as you say towards the end of the season we were the walking wounded 
You know what I mean? And actually, I look at that Europa League final and think, when you consider that they were missing Alfie for, for the semi-final and, you know, when you when you look at the players that were starting to come into the games in, in that European run, as, as bodies started to, to fall, so to speak, you know, as the injuries started to top, it's actually a minor miracle we got to that Europa League final. You know what I mean? And, you know, it, it, it did feel that if we just had one or two more players in certain areas, you know, to add a bit of strength and depth in the squad, we would have been in a far better position come that final. Uh, so, yeah, it, it's, it's good to see, you know, as you say, players coming in in the right positions and, and strengthening. On tomorrow, you know, opening game of the season, you know, it's it's been... For a number of years there, you know, we weren't even in the races really when it came to the league. You know, a couple of seasons we finished third behind Aberdeen. Then we were finishing second, but still a good amount of points behind Celtic. Then we've won it, you know, and we've, we've absolutely buried them. We've won it by a, by a landslide. Last season, we've, we've lost it by, was it, four points in the end. Very nip and tuck. January and February time obviously cost us, you know, we, we didn't really start well after the winter break. Again, yeah, and that's something that no doubt will be, be something of a topic considering the break that we're going to have this year, you know, with this, this World Cup in the middle of Christmas. Uh, but that's a, that's a discussion for another day. It, it feels like this season could be one of those real sort of nip and tuck title races, you know, I, I don't think there's much between the two teams, between us and Celtic. So getting off to a good start, getting three points in the bank early doors and, and putting out a message and also giving us a wee bit of confidence going into the, you know, which is a, an important game on Tuesday. Uh, vital that we go off to a good start tomorrow. Yeah, well, it showed last year as well. We won our first game and Celtic dropped points there later that afternoon. So it's uh, you're wanting to be chasing straight away. And that's, yeah. that's, that's all we can do is win our games and hopefully Celtic slip up. And that's what happened in reverse at the end of the season we were slim up and they were taking advantage so you've got to do it to them especially get this Ange Postacoglu fan club like out the window I can't be bought with it it's absolutely ridiculous what's going on they'll turn yeah. on him when they fight when we finally put pressure on them because he got a really easy ride last year and that's a massive regret of mine I, 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 I look back to John McCallum made a really good point really early on in the season and the, the, the game that I, I, I really started having fears about the season was at home against Motherwell. I think Celtic had dropped points that day. Might have been at Livingston. I can't remember. Yeah. But they played. They played at lunchtime on the Sunday, and the Rangers game was at three o'clock on the Sunday because we'd been playing a European game on the Thursday. And Celtic dropped points. I'm sure it was Levy, and we dropped points against Motherwell. I think we were doing up and then we yeah. two to each. No, no, that, that that was later on in the season. Uh, uh, this this was about September thing, and it was about the third time that Celtic had dropped points, and then we had followed up by doing likewise. That I mind saying to John McCallum, we were at a pilot game. I was like, I've just got a bad feeling. But he made a really good point. In one of the shows earlier than that, saying, you know, we need to start taking advantage of Celtic being so shite now because they're not going to be this shite for the whole season. You know, they are going to pick up for a new team. Uh, it was a total freak the season before that that they just didn't seem yeah. to recover but it yeah. was always going to happen but the, the, the thing Celtic have always been good at has been consistent with other teams the, the rest they've beat the rest mm-hmm. for whatever reason we don't do that and so we, but one season which again it was a great season I also loved it but it was a bit of a freak season where it was going on with Celtic as well we really need to get to the stage where 
we're consistent against their teams because Old Firm games take care of themselves. If Gerard came in and McKinney were on a, a level playing field with Celtic again, it's been 50 50. It, it, it wasn't the two uh, league games we lost against Celtic last year that lost us a league. It was because we couldn't beat Ross County, because we couldn't beat Motherwell, yeah. drawn with Hearts the last minute. Hearts, oh, yeah. Endless. That's why we didn't win the league. It's not to do with how good or bad Celtic were. It was because we couldn't finish off the teams that we should be beating, especially yeah. Ibrox. Yeah, I think, and again, a lot of this stuff happened in that sort of period right after the break. You know what yep. I mean? Something happened before, but yeah, a really, really, really frustrating season. So hopefully we'll get off to, to a flyer tomorrow, get three points in the bag uh, and uh, see what they do later on in the day. Uh, that's us, Gary. That's me. I've done my agenda. The only thing I've got to mention now is our other partnership uh, with Zenith Coins, who are the official Rangers uh, coin partner. Uh, they've got a 150 anniversary collection going at the moment. It's limited edition. There's 1,872 sets worldwide. Uh, five iconic milestones represented in them which is the founding fathers Ibrook Stadium uh, the Cup Winners Cup winning 72 nine in a row and obviously the 55 season as well uh, get yourself on to the Zenith Coins website if you want to have a look at those uh, and they're our official partners again for this season so guys that's us that's the first preview show of the season done and dusted uh, games on tomorrow 12 o'clock make sure you're there uh, either at Livy or watching on Sky Sports, as I said. We'll have the show on Sunday night covering everything. I can't even remember who's on. I think I'm hosting, but I can't remember who the guests are. Uh, we were live tonight. We are live on a Friday, but the show will be available to download uh, on a variety of platforms from tomorrow, uh, including Acast, iTunes, YouTube, Castbox, Stitcher, Spotify, all your usual channels, guys. Uh, a big thanks to Gary for his contribution tonight. Uh, so I'll, I'll see you on Sunday night. Uh, and until next time, bye for now.